Hello and welcome to the Wingnet Travel Podcast with me, James Hammond. Personally, I have been to 50 countries. I've met so many people in my travels that I want to bring them on this podcast and get their story on record. I have plenty of tips and stories to share with you as well. Are you a backpacker or a traveller or gap year student or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you. Throughout the weeks and months, you'll get many guests and solo episodes where I try to cover all range of subjects within travel. This is a casual and informative travel podcast to inspire you to travel in the future. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening and supporting this. And I'll see you soon. Cheers, James. Hey, yeah, just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5. Or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with Tee Public, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as T-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling, podcasts, and other stuff. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to Friday Series Episode 16. And this week we had a brilliant episode with Brian and Will from the Travel Agents podcast. And I love the vibe of this podcast. Three guys sitting there chatting very casually and very funnily about different types of stories within travel, within the travel agency podcast world, and also just sharing tips and places that we love to travel to. A really nice conversation. And I think that comes across in the recording. And I would probably check it out. Loved it. And it worked really well with the three-way in terms of the audio. And it was that good that they've asked me to go on their podcast. I've guested two, one about Japan, one about Brunei. So I'll keep you posted about that, sharing my tips about when I went to there in 2018, I think it was, um, how to travel, what I did, best ways to get around, etc., etc. So love the vibe, great perspective from a travel agent's point of view, hearing some stories about the stuff that they offer how they book trips, what they make their money on, interesting clients, all the above. So if you're interested in that sort of area, uh, this is a good podcast to listen to, but also listen to their podcast, the Travel Agents Podcast. They did say on my episode that they see that as a tourist perspective. So they're talking as if they're going to a place and talking about the place that they're talking about, not necessarily just a travel agency perspective. But I'm sure that they touch on that in their episodes. But in my episode, yeah, they talk about all the things that you'd want to know. A nice long stretch about Kima Travel, who they work for slash own. And if you want to book a trip and you're based in the US, check out Kima Travel. Brian's got about 20 people working there, including him. Some remote, some on site, some doing corporate, some doing leisure, land, sea, all the above. He lists the stuff that he likes to help people in terms of travel he specialises in international travel, so they do really cover all bases. So go and check those guys out, and if you need a tour, go and book with them. Brian loved my quick-fire travel questions, and it made me laugh. Uh, oh, actually, no, this is not on the podcast. Um, this is actually externally. He said to me on his podcast when I was a guest that he went to a client dinner um, for his travel agency, and the conversation on the table got a bit stale. So he borrowed my idea and started barking out quickfire travel questions to the table and they absolutely loved it. 
favourite places, favourite things to eat, etc, etc. And he said it's a game changer. And I said to him, just use it on his podcast and in general agent life. You know, why not? Just bark some questions. People love quick fire. It's very popular on this podcast. And I'm glad I do it. It's one of my favourite things to edit and also talk about. I love hearing the answers off the cuff. Anyway, brilliant chat. A couple of hours in there. Lots of stuff to take away from it. And please check out their podcast, The Travel Agents Podcast. Thanks for Brian and Will for coming on. That was great. And coming up on the podcast, a bit of an update. I've got, I think, three episodes that are guests before I do my Greece series, which will take me up until Christmas. And I've got on November the 28th, I'm going to have Beach Travel and Wine next Monday. That's going to be an interesting episode with Lyle and Leanne couple of Australians who are slow traveling right now. We go deep dive into Spain. They spend weeks and weeks there traveling around and they also have a podcast of themselves. So that's good. Then I'm going to have travel experiences reimagined. That's a podcast. They concentrate on tours around the world, free walking tours, tours here, tours there. So we have a great conversation about tours because I've never done one in terms of multi-day tours. I've, well, that's like, I've done three days max. Like Inca Trail was four or five days. But I what I mean is I've never booked like a ten day trip to Lebanon and just booked a whole thing for a tour, turn up, get told where to go day to day. It's not my style of travelling. But I'm not gonna not do it. I'm gonna give it a go hopefully next year and see how I like it. That's just a few reservations for me. Like what happens if one day you don't feel too good? I mean, are you still expected to join the group? Like, how's that work? So there's all these different aspects that I'm not sure about. But that podcast episode would be brilliant because I think, again, a bit like the travel agency where they talk about how they book trips. We can hear experiences of how tours help people travel, whether it's day tours or multi-day tours or multi-week tours. So that's going to be a cool episode. And then I have Krista Hobart coming on the Monday that I'm in Greece. And we're deep diving into Greece on that episode because she's been there 20 times, worked and travelled there. And of course, I want to hear about all the places that she's been to in Greece. And I thought it tied in quite well with me. So you're going to have me asking questions about Greece and Krista giving her experiences on record and then you'll hear my Greece series as I go live so it'd be quite a cool combination there so that's coming up in December and I thought I'd finish this episode with I do love football for my sins World Cup is here you've probably seen or read about it and I actually went to World Cup 2014 in Brazil and I thought I'd just dip in with a few stories that are quite funny from that in the spirit of football. We base ourselves in Rio de Janeiro. That was our base for about two and a half weeks. And then we dipped to other places where the games were, but that was our base. Airbnb, Copacabana Beach, brilliant. There was seven or eight lads of us in that, probably too much for the actual apartment. Interesting apartment, but we got by and we had an absolutely great laugh. I must say Rio was a dream. It's a weird, weird concept, the World Cup. It's the only time you're going to get a concentrated amount of people from any nation in the world meeting together on a beach or at a fan park. And you can literally speak to 10 different types of people and nations in about two hours. I don't know where you can get that elsewhere. Unbelievable. So we're like talking to Swiss people, Argentinians, Brazilians, Ghanaians, like anyone you can imagine. Um, So that's quite an interesting dynamic. And there's a few stories I might have told them before on a podcast, but I'll remind you again, in case I haven't, I'm not sure. We actually done a favela tour in Rio. Now I talked about tours earlier. 
you should try and organise a tour through the Rochina favela, which is the biggest favela in Rio. And I think it's the second biggest in Brazil. And this guy who's living in the UK, he takes you for half a day walking through the tour. And he takes you through like the different like types of streets they've got in the favela. You go and meet like local street vendors who sell like bits of food, have a coffee, get to know local people. And obviously when you hear favela, you think instant like crime and dangerous and all that sort of stuff. And it can be, I imagine, at night or at certain parts of the year. But this guy is a local. He was born there. He's got local contacts in there and we felt very safe. And it's a great tour. I absolutely loved it. So if you ever get to Rio, try and do Rochina Favela. It's worth a tour. More for just understanding how they live. And it's not as bad as what people think these days. They're, you know, people with Favela's got jobs. They've got like livelihoods. It's not just like all out on the streets. And you notice that every house has got a sky dish because they love their football. So that was a cool, cool tour. You might know the, another tour group here called Flashpack. Very, very big in the market now. They target 30 and 40-year-olds who want to travel um, amongst each other as a group, but more solo-based as well. So 20 solo people can meet in a group and you go and do a, a tour in a country. Well, the co-owner of that, Lee Thompson, great guy. He, at the time of the Brazil World Cup, was a freelance photographer and a bit of a traveller as well. And we were doing a Sunday newspaper piece for the World Cup in the UK. And he was a photographer and his friend Tom was the writer. And they wanted to do it on the Christ Redeemer, which is obviously the, one of the main attractions in Rio. This came about through one of my friends who's an editor, and that was a contact there. Anyway, we get to the bottom of the Christ Redeemer to get our tickets. They said, no, it's too full, can't go up. Then Lee Thompson used his very famous image. And if you want to know what that image is, type in Google Chrysler Redeemer selfie, and you'll see some guy with a camera at the top of the Chrysler Redeemer. That's him. He showed that picture and said, oh, it's me, you know, can we, please can we go in? Like, it's quite important. We need to get this done. Is there any way you can just maybe swing it for us? And as soon as they recognised him, they said, yeah, 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 come in, come in, come in. So they got us like five or six tickets, and we went up there, and we got lunch as well. When we got to the Chrysler Redeemer at the top, it was absolutely heaving. But what these guys did was quite incredible. They took no prisoners. They're like, right, camera out. We're dressed in <laughs> interesting attire. And they just cleared a space for us to get a photo. A matter of 30 seconds to a minute, ushering people out of the way. It looked like a professional photo shoot and somehow got a good enough photo. It's mid-page spread in the UK in a big newspaper. Wrote a story about us, so that's pretty cool. That's a cool experience. And I remember speaking to Lee Thompson that time, and I was like, oh, what are you up to? Uh, he goes, yeah, I'm doing a bit of travelling. Um, they told me that you're doing a bit of travelling as well. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm just like going through South America. And we sort of had a nice chat on the train up to the Chrysler Redeemer talking about travels. And he said to me that time, yeah, I think I'm going to start my own travel company. I was like, oh, yeah, good luck, good luck with that. And look where he is now. So he's not, uh, he's not messing about. Great product. They're flying and they got through covid I think, okay, they're recovering now. And I'd love to reconnect with him one day. Hopefully he remembers that story. It's quite a funny story. A real basic story is that we kept eating the dish filet de frango, which is basically just breaded chicken. And because it sounds good, filet de frango, we just started singing it and teaching our England fans that. And just started singing it in the fan park. Filet de frango. Don't know why. Got no reason about that. Just because it's chicken and it's a good dish and it sounded funny. 
So we start singing that amongst the football songs. There you go. So I'm going to finish with a Philly DeFrango special. Yeah, World Cup's going good. Controversial guitar, another story, another podcast, another day. But thanks for tuning in. And we're cracking on with the rest of the year. Oh my God, this year's flying. And I'm starting to really prep Greece now. So please keep an eye out on the socials for that. Thanks for tuning into the podcast and rating and reviewing it. Appreciate it. And I'll catch you guys soon. Thanks.